Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program provided by Living Stream Ministry and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. These two were faithful slaves of the Lord during their entire Christian lives and have become patterns to us of ones that counted all things lost on account of Christ. Witness Lee completed his most comprehensive work called the Life Study of the Bible just before going to be with the Lord in 1997. This program combines short excerpts from his original speaking, along with some of our own comments and fellowship. And as always, we'd like to hear from you with your thoughts or answer any questions that might arise while you're listening. We'll repeat this contact information at the end of the program, but if you have a pen right now, jot down our toll-free number, which is 888-LIFE-STUDY, 888-543-3788. Or you can reach us by email to radio at lsm.org. Now, let's join today's program. The New Testament book of Hebrews presents the gospel of Christ in a deep and profound way. It has even been called the high gospel. What is this high gospel? We'll discover today on the Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program furnished by Living Stream Ministry. And gratefully, Dick Taylor is in the studio once again today to add his portion to our fellowship on the book of Hebrews. Dick, this is a wonderful word today. I'm glad that you're here to talk about the high gospel. Me too. I feel very good about this word on the high gospel. Dick, uh, this will be an inspiring word today. I think inspiring all of us to get into and preach this high gospel that we are having unveiled to us in the book of Hebrews what is high about this presentation of the gospel as compared to what we typically consider? This is a very good question, and it brings us to God's heart's desire, Chris. God's desire is to make us the same as him in life and nature so that we would be the many sons of God and the many brothers of Christ, who is the firstborn son, and even as Hebrews 3.1 says in this message, we would be the holy brothers of the firstborn Son of God, Christ. This is very high. How much higher can you go to be made just like God in life and nature, not in the Godhead, and in his appearance and expression? And if we are not made like him in this kind of way, how could we ever express him? How could we be the body of Christ? How could we be the bride of Christ to match him? So this is God's economy. This is the high thought, the deep desire within God. And to have the high gospel is to have the gospel that's related to God's heart's desire. But the typical gospel that's heard is mainly related to we're sinners, we believe in Christ, we may be forgiven for our sins, and when we die, he takes us to heaven. Well, this is not untrue, but it is too low, too superficial, too objective, and it is not the high gospel. So we are so grateful to the Lord for this broadcast of the Hebrews Life Study and even this message today concerning the high gospel. What makes it high is the fact that it's altogether focused 
on God's eternal economy. Dick, many people who have been listening to this program through the months and even more than a year now will realize that all of the components that you enumerated of the gospel are things that are cherished and promoted very much in this ministry. Uh, even these items related to our believing into Christ and the forgiveness of sin. And nothing that we're talking about today is meant to depreciate those. That's right. But only to point to where those point to. That's right. And that is there's a goal, there's a purpose in the very heart of God that all of these aspects of the whole gospel are aimed at. And we want to go there. We want to go there. That's that's a good word, Chris. With God's eternal purpose, you have the word purpose. You have goal. The high gospel is related to his purpose and his goal. Let's go. Let's go. To the book of Hebrews. Here's Witness Lee. Chapter 3 opens in this way. Wherefore, holy brothers, partakers of a heavenly calling. I like these two titles. Holy brothers, partakers of a heavenly calling. You see, in chapter 1, the writer still couldn't call us the holy brothers. Until he has covered so many qualifications concerning Christ and regarding us. So, he now, at the beginning of chapter 3, can call us holy brothers. So, in his resurrection, we all have been made brothers and his brothers. So now, we do have a proper title. What are we? Holy brothers. What are we, Hebrews? Holy brothers. We are the brothers. Not only the brothers, in chapter 2, we are told clearly these brothers all are being sanctified. We are now under the process of being sanctified. So what? So we are holy brothers. We are not merely sinlessly perfect. We are divinely holy. So, we are the holy brothers. Now, in verse 1 of chapter 3, we do have the standing, and we have the qualification, and we have the reality, and we have the life, we have the nature, we have the source, we have all what needs to be the holy brothers. I have no doubt this afternoon, I am holy. And I am a holy brother. From now on, you shouldn't call me Brother Lee. You have to call me Brother Holy. (laughs) The holy brother. You just forget about the grammar. Just call me Brother Holy. And I will call you all, including the sisters, Oh, brothers, holy. Oh, we are brothers. Oh, I'm so excited. No regulation. No legality. But we do have what? Our majesty. Now I'm talking about majesty. 
Oh, we are not holy. We are majestic. Look at our position. Who are we? Brothers of the firstborn son of God. No small thing. Suppose today you are brothers of the president of USA. You do have a mount of majesty. But that is just a brother of the president of USA. But look at whose brother are you today? Whose brother are you today? You are the brothers of the firstborn son of God. Who has been appointed and anointed the heir of all things? And you are his brother and you are his partner. I do believe if this afternoon the Lord would open your eyes and impress you with these marvelous items of the full gospel, you will be another person. You will be another person. You will be more than open to these high priests to minister himself into it. Dick, there is an unmistakable connection between the holy brothers and this marvelous high gospel. This phrase, Dick, holy brothers, implies a lot. Could this actually be referring to us? It seems difficult to think of us as holy brothers, doesn't it? It, it does seem difficult, but we need the good news in Hebrews. <laughs> and this good news is as we are holy brothers. It's really good to realize that in chapters 1 and 2 of Hebrews, we see all of Christ's qualifications, even all the steps that he went through, including his incarnation, his crucifixion, his resurrection, his ascension, to be the captain of our salvation, to be the very Savior, the one to bring us into his great salvation, to fulfill his heart's desire. Also, it shows by his steps and all of his accomplishments that he qualifies us to be not only his brothers, but to be his holy brothers. Hallelujah! We are the holy brothers of Christ. I mean, this word holy brothers, uh, Chris, is, is phenomenal. But it's in the Bible. And Christ, through his processes, through all the steps he's taken, has qualified us to be his holy brothers. In his resurrection, he released his divine life he declared the Father's name, that is, the Father's life into us, to give us the life of God. He's right now sanctifying us as the sanctifying one, making us the same as he in the divine nature, and making us qualified to be the holy brothers. On one hand, we're in the process. On the other hand, the Bible says we're called the holy brothers. And holy is a strong word to use, because... Who is holy in the whole universe except God himself? In the uh, recovery version of Ephesians, it says holy means separate, different, distinct, not common, like God himself. What can we say now except, hallelujah, we are holy brothers, separate, different, distinct, not common, like God himself, not by our work, not by our effort, not by our accomplishments, but all together because we have such a qualified high priest and savior who has 
gone through so many steps to make us, and even today in the book of Hebrews, calls us holy brothers. Dick, as uh, our children learn early on, and maybe we learned in our Sunday school days, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. And this is true. That's true. But the Bible also tells us that we are his holy brothers. And to this we have to say, Amen. Amen. Let's go back to more of Witness Lee. What is the center? What is the heart of the gospel? Is the gospel only to pick you, poor sinner, and wash you a little bit with some drops of blood and then send you to heaven? You think God's gospel is just doing this much? Far, far beyond this. Go out to pray the gospel from verse 1 of chapter 3 of Hebrews. Amen. Tell the sinners how could they be converted and transformed into the holy brothers. The brother of the firstborn son of God. Amen. Who is he? Please tell me. We all have seen already in chapter 2. By his resurrection, he has made all of us his brothers. And he came to us to declare the Father to us. And now, as the sanctifier qualified, he is doing the sanctifying job to make us holy his holy brothers, and we all are his partners in sharing his anointing of the unique heir of all things. Oh, today the world needs these good tidings. Today so many, you know, especially those thoughtful people in educational circle, they are wandering. You go to Harvard, you go to the highest universities and check with all those students while they are studying there. They are wondering, what is human life? What is human life? What does this mean? After my graduation, what, what, what? No one going there to tell them. You have to go. Go and tell them the real meaning of life. Go and tell them that they could be made the holy brothers of the firstborn son of God. Amen. You need to go. Oh, Lord Jesus. USA, Lord. USA. Europe. Lord, all these leading countries need your high preaching. Need the real full gospel. Air gospel. This is the reason I am fully tattooed by the Lord. I saw the vision. Nothing is higher than this. In the whole universe, I don't think any president of any nation is more glorious than I. I am not boasting. I am doing the most glorious work among the humankind. And you have to do the same thing. Oh, the need of today's world. 
the need of today's world. There is need of such a crusade going out to tell people the fullness of God, the highest God. Dick, here was a charge in this portion to all of us to carry this higher gospel to the thoughtful people of America. The gospel has been preached again and again in this country, and we praise the Lord that people every day respond and receive salvation. But Dick, could this higher gospel have an impact on a larger scale, reaching people that maybe otherwise have been uh, not that interested in the typical Jesus died for you so that you could go to heaven approach. Yes, I believe this is really so. And I believe this high gospel, Chris, that we see in the book of Hebrews is not only good just for unbelievers, this high gospel is good for believers. The other day I was on campus at a university nearby, and I had a wonderful time with a grad student who's working on his Ph.D. in math. He was already a believer, but he had not heard the high gospel. He'd not seen God's purpose, his intention with man, his desire to not only separate us unto himself, but saturate us with himself to make us holy just like him and to fill us up with himself, join us in the oneness that's uniquely himself to make us his body and to make us his bride. But he had not seen this high aspect of the gospel. And I realize, yes, many have become somewhat uninterested in what's typical. Why? Because it doesn't answer the deep questions even in man's heart that were probably put there by God just by creation. What am I doing here? What's the meaning of my human life? But we have the meaning. That's why the high gospel has to go out. And until you have Christ as the wonderful life-giving spirit living in you, being everything to you, filling you up with himself and building you up and blending you with other members of the body to be his testimony and his bride, you do not know what you're doing on this earth. So surely this high gospel is really needed, and I do believe it will reach many who might have grown somewhat disinterested in the typical gospel, not just unbelievers, but even believers. And isn't it good, Chris, to know, according to Hebrews, we are holy brothers, and we are partners with the anointed one who is the heir, the one who is inheriting the entire universe. I mean, what's higher than this? This is too high. No doubt, many will be interested, and we're burdened through this broadcast that even you who are listening would be intensely interested in this wonderful person and this high gospel. Dick, I don't think it's too much to say that from our own testimony, from the time we received the Lord and got saved, there is something that says there just must be more to this than my sins are forgiven and I'm going to be with Jesus someday. There just there has to be more to this. There has to be more. There is more. There is more. This is a high gospel, isn't it? This is a high gospel. Let's go back to it. Here's Witness Lee. What is the divine holiness? It is just the holy nature of God. Holiness is God's holy nature. Christ, as a sanctifier, 
is now sanctifying us dispositionally. In what way? In the way to impart God's divine nature as holiness into our being. You know, I used to use the illustration of deification. Here is a glass of pure water. How you are going to deify it? You put a part of tea into the water, then the water will be gradually teified. So you have a teification. How are you going to teify the water to put in the element of tea to saturate, to permeate the whole amount of water? Then the whole amount of water will be teified. It looks in the color of tea, it looks in the appearance of tea, and it tastes in the flavor of tea. And that glass of water is fully teified. And that is sanctification. We are the pure glass of water, and Christ is the very essence of the divine holiness, the divine nature. And Christ has put himself into this glass of water to permeate us, to saturate us, to make us fully sanctified with his holy nature. This is sanctification. We are partakers of such a divine holiness. Nothing less than the holy nature of the divine being of our God. Now, we come to the partakers of the heavenly calling. The heavenly calling is a term used by the writer to compare with that earthly calling of the Judaizers. All the people in the Judaism, they were called by an earthly calling. Nothing in that religion was heavenly. But in God's economy, in God's full salvation, we have been called to everything heavenly. You compare. Do you like to stick yourself to the earthly calling? Or you would cross the river to be the heavenly Hebrews to get the heavenly calling? Surely everybody will be happy to do this. The heavenly calling, firstly, is calling us to the heavenly Christ. Where is Christ today? You have all the verses. Christ today is in the heavens. He was on this earth, and he will come back to this earth, but now he's there. He's the heavenly Christ, ministering the heavenly life, the heavenly supply, the heavenly riches to all of us all the time. He is the heavenly Christ with the heavenly enrollment. We all have been registered. This is the heavenly Christ. Dick, as often happens, or sometimes at least, when we put this program together, we end up introducing a subject, but we don't have that much time in that program to develop it. And I think this may be the case in this last section with this phrase, the heavenly calling. Elaborate on this very rich point, Dick. Well, when you 
use this phrase heavenly calling, one helpful thing to understand it is that the Israelites received an earthly calling. In Judaism, they were called to an earthly calling. Everything was on this earth. But in God's economy, that is in God's full salvation, we were called to the heavenly calling. And the heavenly calling is a calling us to a number of things, we could say. And I'd just like to enumerate real quickly eight items that we're called to that are part of the, the heavenly calling. Very helpful to see these eight. The first one is the most crucial. We are called to the heavenly Christ. Today Christ is not still on the cross, not merely resurrected, but he's ascended. He's the heavenly Christ. He's living. He's ministering the heavenly life, the heavenly life supply into us every moment, enabling us to live a heavenly life on this earth. This is the first aspect of our heavenly calling. Called to this heavenly person. Isn't this wonderful? And the second aspect is to the heavenly enrollment. Our names are not just in some kind of earthly membership in some uh, religious group. Our names are registered in the heavens. And we're called to this heavenly calling, and we're enrolled in this heavenly calling. And we're called to the heavenly gift. The heavenly gift refers to the all the benefits that we have in the New Testament. God in Christ has bequeathed everything positive to us through the work and accomplishments of Christ. The divine life is a heavenly gift. What a joy. We have the life of God. Not only that, we have joy. We have Christ as our peace, our righteousness, our love. Then you have the heavenly worship. This worship is not just on some mountain or in some physical location, but this worship is in our spirit. And this worship is with Christ as the heavenly one, with the reality of everything positive in the whole universe. And also we're called to the heavenly Jerusalem, not just the earthly Jerusalem in the land of Palestine, but we're called to the heavenly Jerusalem, which is the highest entity in the whole universe, the mingling and the union, the incorporation of God with man to make us just like him, to inherit this entire universe and to express God through the whole universe for the fulfillment of his heart's desire. I don't know what we can say except hallelujah. We're called to the heavenly calling. Dick, that was a big meal. Thank you for your fellowship today. You're welcome. We do want to remind you that we'll be back again tomorrow with another marvelous life study from the book of Hebrews with Witness Lee. I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening today. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. We have these recorded studies on every book of the Bible, available to you online, free of charge. Just visit our website, lsmradio.com. You can download the MP3 files, stream them live, or add them to your podcast subscriptions, all at no charge. Once more, the website, lsmradio.com. To contact us, send email to radio at lsm.org. 
or call us at one triple eight life study. That's eight 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 five four three three seven eight eight. Thanks for listening today.